Welcome everybody to Coffee with a Couple Cure. I'm Lori Pyatt. I'm Jay Pyatt. We want to offer you practical tips before you finish your first cup of coffee. Yes. And today's topic is going to be about when my husband dies. <laughs> Jay had no idea what we were going to talk about. He just shot me this look. <laughs> I said, sit down and, and you'll find out. So anyway, he just shot me this look. <laughs> you should see the look on his face. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, this is bringing tears to my eyes. Anyway, um, this is a day after he got a little spot cut off of his ear that uh, was cancer. And um, I, because he has a freckle on the inside of his ear directly opposite where that, that spot was on the outside. And I thought for sure it had made its way through and, you know, possibly had, I don't think I ever discussed this with you, Jay, but I was afraid that if it had made its way through you know, all the cartilage and all that, that it had spread to different parts of your body. So the doctor said yesterday that that spot was just a freckle of some type. Yeah. So, and he got the, the other thing in one pass. So I'm really happy that they got it all. And, um, yet thinking that, you know, it could have spread scared me. And I was thinking about it today um, writing in my journal about it, thanking God that, you know, it wasn't worse. And then remembered back to a time where it was early in our healing. Probably by this time it was late 2010. So we had been healing for a few years. And I remember telling my boss, because he and his wife have a great relationship, and I remember telling him, I'm starting to get to where I'm going to be sad when my husband dies. Like, I feel like we're creating such a bond that, and it's not that before I wouldn't have been, but I think before it you, was more... You had reason to protect your heart from me. I don't think you had maybe 100% let me in until we started doing some of that healing. So I can certainly understand it would have changed how it impacted you. Yeah. And I certainly don't want to, it wasn't like I was, oh, I can't wait, you know, till he passes. But it just, it, we didn't, I didn't feel quite a connection to him at all. Mm. Before it was almost like, well, death happens. But when I was talking to my boss that one day, I was like, I'm really going to miss him. I'm really, really going to miss him. Um, it's going to be hard to get over that. Hmm. So I don't know if you ever, I think I discussed that with you before. Yeah. It might have been like, hey, I'm going to miss you now. <laughs> of, of not even talking about it. But so I know it's going to be difficult. Yeah. And. Honestly, when I was doing things that were damaging our marriage, this was the kind of connection I was really longing for, and I didn't know how to get here. Mm -hmm. And what's kind of funny about it is, at first, my mind wanted to make it so complicated mm -hmm. and so difficult yeah. and so challenging. And the reality is, it takes a few things 
Now you have to do those things consistently and you have to do those things with a real heart toward connection, but I know what those things are now. It's fairly easy to maintain once mm-hmm. you get into the practice of it. Getting into the practice of anything new is difficult. Yeah. But once you get into the practice of doing those things that keep the marriage connected, mm-hmm. it's not hard to it's not as hard to maintain as what I was making it out to be. Right, right. And it, I mean, they are simple, but, and they're effective, but anything worth doing is difficult. Anything great is, can be difficult to get there. Mm-hmm. But this um, brings me to another topic, and that is just watching each other grow old. You know, I mean, I think it just happens so slowly that we don't really see it. You know, I'm, I'm so busy looking into your eyes that I don't see other parts that are changing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, I, the other day I, you were, the light was hitting your jawline just right. And I was like, wow, he's really got a lot of white hair coming in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't pick cause I'm mostly white hair, but, and I'm not picking on you, but, but yeah, I, I noticed it, you know, on this, on your, uh, sideburns but up just above your sideburns the side of your head right there too that another couple days later um and i think even before we you know i'm afraid of what (laughs) right now i'm afraid of what you're seeing on me because i don't think before we really looked at each other very much right you know i don't think we looked very deeply into each other's eyes i don't think we really looked at each other's skin we just we were busy with other things, right? Yeah, we were we were distracted, mm-hmm. you know. And so one of the things that Lori and I um, we we well I stole this line from the TV show Blackish. There was a um, episode in there of the the main couple were having a breakdown and they go to a therapist and the therapist says your relationship is like the thanksgiving turkey everything else is a side dish mm-hmm. if you don't check on the turkey thanksgiving is going to be ruined no matter how good the side dishes are and you know work the kids the house all of those things the rest of the family they're important, but they're all side dishes compared to the relationship between the two of you. And so you have to find a way to maintain that connection mm-hmm. uh, or to develop that connection if this is what you truly want. If this is the person you've chosen to be with, and we can get into long discussions about soulmates and all of that jazz, but yeah. the... Uh, if this is a person you've chosen to be with, investing in them the way you would focus on the Thanksgiving turkey, at least here in the United States, uh, makes a difference, mm-hmm. you know, because you do want this to be the most important thing in life. Everything else needs to take a back seat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You- well, I was going to say, and I know there are seasons. There are seasons where children take a lot of attention. There are seasons where other family members take a lot of attention. But even then, it's important to maintain the connection and and keep checking on things. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say. 
you know, there, you know, not that they're aren't times where you've got to focus on a project or or the kids will take a little bit extra work, but you can check in with each other first. Right. You can touch base with each other and go, look, we're good, right? We're, we're uh, you know, you're still the most important to me. It's just there's this urgent thing that I need to take care of or you know I'm involved in a project. And really, if you guys are doing good, the other person – will release you to that. And this this reminds me of uh, some of the first marriage advice we got even before we were married by NL, one of the elders there. Um, at our church, we were getting premarital counseling from one of the elders. And he said, you know, check in with your wife. He said, I love fishing. I absolutely love it. But if I check in with my wife first, or not even check in, but connect with my wife first, she will bless me in going. She will, you know, she will be happy to let me, to give me what, what, uh, you know, give me some time to do one of my favorite activities. But he said, not doing that, then it feels like, you know, it can, it can lead to some resentment and her feeling like she's unimportant. But him going to her first and connecting with her first then she's like, oh yeah, you know, you, I'm, we're good. Right. Now you can go. <laughs> yeah. And, and I can tell you that enjoying your favorite activities without a layer of marital guilt is nice. You know, yeah. it's, it's nice not having to feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm mm-hmm. out here golfing and my wife's at home steaming at me because I told her that we couldn't do something together because I had a golf date mm-hmm. versus, no, every we did all this stuff together, and she's like, "Yeah, go golfing, man. Yeah. Go knock yourself out. Yeah. You know, it's fun." So, and imagine in the in the first scenario you just raised, imagine what the return would be like. Right. You know, yeah, you're gonna have a fight now if you if you connect with her and then you go away, and then upon return she's still kind of steaming. That may be a sign. Right. So here's your pr- practical tip: if that happens, then that may be a sign that there's a breakdown that you guys need to address because there there can be things that happen in relationship that are damaging enough that it's going to take some time to heal that and so anytime you take time for yourself it can really you know um rip the band-aid off the wound that the other spouse feels neglected or not very important. Right. And we'll touch on this later, but there's, there's, you're important to me. You're just not as important as other things. Yeah. And you really (laughs) want to be careful how that comes across. You know, your life is not about fishing. And if it is, and you can't deal with the marriage part of it, then you need to walk out the front door. That's different than saying, you're important to me, but not as important as fishing, and I'm going to continue to treat you that way and never hear something uh, different. Right, right. Not that we're condoning divorce without... (laughs) No, but I I, I mean... Without getting help first, because there might be some priority shifts that that would help you um, if that's the route you took. Yeah, and I think... 
telling people I I divorced my wife because I like to fish too much, they'd get the, yeah. <laughs> the depth of your character, I yeah. think, at that point. Yeah. Well, so that's our talk on what it's going to be like when my spouse dies. <laughs> Fun topic. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.